0: We're glad you're listening to Rhema for Today.
1: I preached in a country church down in East Texas a number of years ago. Just a country boy, farmer, was pastor. Gone to be with the Lord. Now, I preached in meetings in other churches in the country. Never passed anywhere except in the country. He said to me, Brother Hagen, i just a farm boy. I had my own farm, but I only have a farm fifth grade education. In fact, he didn't get out of the fifth grade, just got into it, see. And after he had his own farm, after he's grown married, well, he, he got saved. God called him to preach. So he said, with, with not much education, I knew I wouldn't be able to preach in the cities, but I preached always out in the country. And like I said, I held him even more. He always had a successful church. Always. But in this first time I preached for him, he had reached virtually the whole community. I mean, he just reached practically the whole community. He had men coming to his church own many, many acres of land. They were the wealthiest landowners.
0: Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today, you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching, How to Increase Your Spiritual Effectiveness, on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's
1: join Kenneth E. Hagin for today's message. God wants you to do something with your body. Somebody said the body's unimportant. No, it's not. I said, no, it's not. You know, I think you could see a little thought here. In the old covenant, the temple was the house of God. Notice what they did when they built Solomon's temple. Notice God gave them the instruction himself. They put the best they had into it. They put the best craftsman on it. It was elaborately decorated, silver and gold. Notice the priest, the high priest, to come into the holies of holies, which is the sanctuary of God. He had to be dressed in a certain manner. And he was dressed very elaborately. The robe that he wore was edged in gold, pure gold, beaten gold. You know, I think sometimes that we just simply do not realize that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. God is dwelling in there. I think we do a little bit more of taking care of our bodies. I think we do a little bit more of dressing up our bodies and looking a little bit more presentable. I mean, even in the natural. Somebody's living in an old run-down house, dilapidated and about fell down. The front yards all growed up window lights are all knocked out (laughs) automatically people would have a low opinion of him I preached in a country church down in East Texas a number of years ago just a country boy farmer this pastor gone to be with the Lord now I preached in meetings in other churches in the country never passed anywhere except in the country he said to me brother Hagan I just a farm boy had my own farm but only have fifth grade education. In fact, didn't get out of the fifth grade, just got into it, see. And after he had his own farm, after he's grown and married, well, he, he got saved. God called him to preach. So he said, with, with not much education, I knew I wouldn't be able to preach in the cities, but I preached always out in the country. And like I said, I held him even more. He always had a successful church. Always. But in this first time I preached for him, He had reached virtually the whole community. I mean, he had just reached practically the whole community. He had men come into his church on many, many acres of land. They were the wealthiest landowners. He had reached all the, here's an uneducated fellow, but he had reached all the top citizens of the county. They all came to his church, saved, baptized with the Holy Ghost. And I thought about way out there in the country in, in, in late Depression days, I'm talking about 1939, 1940, you see. And, uh, and I never saw such a good-looking bunch in my life. I mean, way out, in the, way out in the sticks of East Texas, yet they were all dressed right to the last minute. And I, I, I commended for him. He said, Brother Hagin, it wasn't I that did it. He said, uh, and I knew this certain lady in the church, and I knew actually that she had come from our town, and I knew she's a very beautiful woman now, an older lady now, but I knew when she was twenty to thirty years old for ten years, she was a prostitute, and that when she's somewhere up there about thirty years old, being a prostitute for many years at one particular gentleman, he really fell in love with her, and so he just married and took her off away from this other life, and they got settled down here, and she got saved and got the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And he had bought land. He is one of now, there's one of the richest families in the county because through the years, you see, he had bought land and, and so on and so forth. And they'd had two lovely children. And he said, you know Sister Ethel? And I said, yeah, I know her. You know her background? I said, yeah, I know her. Well, he said, she came here to this little country church and she began to teach the ladies. She said, you know, you're the house of God. You oughtn't to come out without looking nice. And when she got everybody dressed up, we won the whole community. There's not any family for miles around that doesn't either come or belong to our church. Now, isn't that amazing? And that's a true story. Ye are the temple. Your body is. Well, you could go a thousand different directions here. You know, and preach a long time. Glorify God in your body. not yes. <laughs> Pastor in church one time, went over to a neighboring town, larger city, to attend some business. Ran into a fellow I knew. His wife is a member of Full Gospel Church. He was not a member. He did go with her some on Sunday night. He waved at me as I started in a place of business. I was in a hurry and I went on in this place of business and I came out, he's waiting for me. So I shook hands with him. And he started in like this. I never said a word to him. And I never was one, you know, you hear me, I never was one would say anything much about anything like that. Once in a blue moon, maybe. He just started talking, said, Well, they can't prove that to me. I said, What are you talking about they can't prove to you? I can't find anything in the Bible about it. I've looked in the Bible, I can't find one scripture about it. I said, What are you talking about? He said, Using tobacco, smoking cigarettes. I can't find the word cigarette in the Bible. Why, well, I said, Certainly not. They didn't anybody back there have tobacco. You won't find it in the Bible. Well, they're going to have to prove to me that it's wrong. Somebody said something to him, I guess, you know. And I said, there's no use jumping on me. I never said anything to you, did it? He looked at me and saw me and said, no, no, it didn't. I said, Ben, as you brought it up, I want to answer another question. It don't say in the Bible, thou shalt not eat strychnine. Why don't you eat it? <laughs> He looked at me and you know, I said, well, he said, I know, I know better than that. I said, well, some of us know better about some other things. <laughs> I think more recent times, this proved we were right. I said, I'm not going to condemn you, brother. I said, I'll tell you what you do. I'm just as much saved as you or anybody else. I said, I won't argue the question. I said, I'll tell you this. Do you, do you ever pray? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I said, I'll tell you what you do. If you're really honest and sincere, you get on your knees by your bed or if you go to the altar in church or wherever and you tell the Lord if he wants you to give it up, you'd give it up, would you be? Yeah, if the Lord told me, I'd do it. Then I said, tell him that. Then I said, I'll tell you something else. The Bible said, whatever you do in word or in deed, do it all to the glory of God. And I just reached and got his package of cigarettes out of the pocket. I said, the next time pull one out. I said, next time you pull one out, just before you lined up, you stop saying, now Lord, I'm doing this for your glory. (laughs) I was back over there about a month later and the same fella saw me to come just to quit. He said, you know, Brother Hagin, I've quit. I said, quit what? Well, he said, it's just like you said. He said, I, I was honest and I started praying now, Lord, if you wanted me to. Now, if you told me to, I'm all listening to man, but if you told me to, I'd quit. And said, I, saw, I, I read that scripture. He said, what if you do, do the glory of God. And I started saying I'm going to smoke this for the glory of God. And I had to throw it away every time. <laughs> well, I think it's obvious that we could get into a thousand different areas here, but we do need to glorify God in our bodies. That's what he said, do as well as in our spirits. Huh? Does make God some difference what you do? Wouldn't it make God some difference what you did with His house? Amen. Ye are the temple of God. Now, here's the things I wanted to get to, though. That's that's just my introduction. I'm going to get to my sermon now. I will... <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Did you wear your shouting clothes? Amen. Praise God. We're going to get to it now. <clears throat> now, listen, listen. Let's turn over to 2 Corinthians now, 2 Corinthians, the 6th chapter, and go over these verses very, very carefully. He starts off in this 14th verse by saying, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. A lot of times we lift that out of, out of there, make it say something he's not really saying and preach separation, but read it, let's go on, see what it says. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Be ye not unequally. You see, the believer is called a believer. The unbeliever is called an unbeliever. Now notice. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? The believer is called righteousness. The unbeliever is called unrighteousness. I'm a believer. I'm righteousness. Now notice this. And what communion hath light with darkness? The believer is called light. The unbeliever is called darkness. So I am a believer. I am righteousness. I am light. Amen. Isn't that right? Now listen, let's go on reading. And what concord or agreement or oneness, so to speak, has Christ with Belial? Or we call it Belial. Actually, the correct pronunciation is Belial. Now notice. The believer is called a believer. The believer is called righteousness. The believer is called light. The believer is called Christ. Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? No part at all. And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? We're called the temple of God. Now notice. For ye are the temple of the living God. Hallelujah. As God hath said I will dwell in them. I'll make my home in them. I'll live in them. I'll be their God. They shall be my people. And then there from John where he said, Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Now I maintain that every born-again spirit-filled believer has in them. They don't have to get anything else. They have in them, ready, on tap, ready for use. All the power, all the anything else they'll ever need to put them over.
0: Welcome to Rama for today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.
1: Our offer this month. Uh, your dad. You know, your dad was. Uh, he had such a uh, unique way. And In, such insight. Yes. yes, an insight, and and his teaching was so simple that anybody could understand it. Right. But. This is four CDs by your dad, how you can be led by the, the Spirit, Spirit of, of God. God. Yes. And then your book, How to Make the Dream God Gave You Come True. Yeah, and those are all available for you for a gift of $22 or more. Just go to go there to rhema.org and order it That's right, right now.
0: Call toll free 1-888-Faith 99. Again, call toll free 1888-Faith 99. Monday, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue this powerful teaching. That's next week on Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Have a great weekend.